You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God, you may be seated. Open your Bible to Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel 36. Have you were here this morning? If you missed it. I apologize for your sake. <laughs> because that was a word that we need to hear. It was given to me by God and he showed me, walked me down the road. And I tell you, it has transformed even my outlook. I've always thought that way. How you know, one of my definitions of revelation is when God puts into words what you knew all the time. And so it just revealed a whole aspect that this is God's will. What he does, it's because he's reaching out to us. And he keeps declaring through his word, I am your God, you are my people, and I'm doing this for my sake. I'm doing this because I have chosen you. I picked you. I called you. I want to bless you. Abraham didn't wake up one day and thought, I wonder, it would be nice to be blessed. Let me find someone who can. No, God came to him and said, I will bless you and I'm going to make you a great nation. And I'm not even going to bless just you. I'm going to make this an everlasting covenant to all of your seed. I want this to be generational. As long as there are people on the planet, I want to keep reaching through you into this earth. And if you missed it, I really want to encourage you, go and watch it. I know I say that about all the messages, but this one goes on top of the list. Uh, go, and, go and listen. It's on the podcast, on our live stream platform. And amongst the scriptures we read, Ezekiel 36, verse 22, Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord, I do not do this for your sake, O house of Israel, but for my holy name's sake which you profaned amongst the nations wherever you want. What's God saying? He says, I chose to move through you, but now what happens is you're taking my name and you're doing things even sometimes in my name, but that wasn't what I decided to do. That's not how I do it. When I do something, I do it because I chose to do it, and I do it, I do it right. Have you noticed something about God? That as you read through the Bible, not once ever do you find God in a situation where people call on Him and then He turns and says, listen, the devil got me good this time. I don't have anything for you. Never. You don't see that. Not ever. Doesn't matter how much they rejected God, how much they blasphemed Him, even they, they were worshiping Baal. Give me a break. This is the same people who watched the Red Sea open. They watched God move through the, through the desert. Those kids grew up seeing God's glory for 40 years in the desert. You'd think they'd figure it out. And now suddenly someone else arrives. We got this God. Oh, okay. And they start serving this God. And of course, by doing that, Satan gets them in their grip. And he destroys them through calamity, through famines, through wars, whatever. And it's their own destruction. But God sent, I said, I sent my word to heal you and deliver you from your destruction. Even though you caused it. The moment they turned to God, phenomenal victory. 
every time God delivered them out of seemingly impossible situations, three huge nations coming to destroy just the small nation of Judah, and God through His power gets all three to destroy themselves, and they just walk in and gather the spoil. God always delivered them. And no matter how much they made God look like who he, that he doesn't and he, where is God and how come he doesn't and calling him names and blaspheming. And God says, no matter how you profaned my name, I want my name to be known as God. I want my name to be known as the one who heals, the one who delivers, the one who saves, the one who provides. I will not have your bad behavior reflect on me. And so I will always, for my sake, deliver you. Look at verse 23. I will sanctify my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you profaned in their midst. And the nations shall know that I am the Lord, says the Lord God, when I am hallowed in you before your eyes. Family, this world that looks in such dire straits, in a total mess, in destruction, and the governments around the world are crying out, what's the answer? They're trying every solution they could possibly think of. They've tried every form of government that they can think of. They've tried every form of medical science. They've, they, they, they're shooting in the dark, trying to solve the world's problems, and they still haven't found the answers. You would think at the level of technology that we're at today, you would think with all the education we have of thousands of years, you would think that with all the inventions that were happening, they would have come to some solutions. They would somehow be able to answer it. But the reason they're not able to answer it is because they're not dealing with just a sickness or a disease. They're not just dealing with the lack of money or a lack of resources. They're dealing with demonic spirits. And the thing about the devil is if you don't understand you're dealing with Satan, you think you've solved the problem, he just steps out the way and he comes at another angle. And you're shooting at a moving target. And if you don't understand spiritual warfare, you can never defeat him because he will just simply throw another problem you think you solved this one and he hits you with another and this world is battling and struggling to find the answer and family God there is no peace without the prince of peace there's no healing without the healer he's no provision without the providing God there is no deliverance without the savior there's one name his name is Jesus, the name above all names. At the sound of his name, every sickness must bow. Every disease must buckle. Every single curse must leave. That name, the name of Jesus, let me hear it. He is your savior. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. And God wants this world to know it. 
And they are done with religion. Why do you think the first knee-jerk response is when you try and lead someone to the Lord? It's like, I've heard that before. It's just all that. I've tried that. I know. No, you haven't. If you've met him, you will know him. You tried religion. You tried a system. You tried rituals. He is not a system. He is not rituals. He is a living God. He is the Holy Spirit. He is a person that wants to know you intimately, live within you, speak with you, commune with you, fellowship with you. And Jesus said, when they see your buildings and your perfect services, then they will know I'm God. Did he say that? What did he say? When they see your love for one another. They're done with ritual. They're done with religion. They're done with going to a building. Just inviting someone to a service is not going to help. I want you to meet my father. I want you to have an encounter with the holy God. A God that for his own sake wants to see you healed. He's not asking you to come just do action towards him. Sing songs for him. He wants to heal you. He wants to make your life whole. No matter what your need is, he wants to provide it. He decided to do that. He chose to do that. Isaiah 48 verse 9. For my name's sake, I will defer my anger. For my praise, I will restrain my anger from you so that I do not cut you off. What's he saying? I am angry. And you deserve to feel the punishment. But for my name's sake, I'm holding that back. God can still love you even when he's the most angry. He won't even let you experience his anger. He wants you to know his love, his goodness, his kindness. Behold, I have refined you, not as silver. I have tested you in the furnace of affliction for my own sake. For my own sake, I will do it. For how should my name be profaned? I will not give my glory to another. Sometimes we wonder why we go through so many tough, difficult situations. I don't know about you. If God is God, and maybe you've even said that, you know, if God is God, then how come these things happen? I mean, you would think that once you give your life to Jesus from that moment on, you're never going to lack again. You're never going to cry another tear. You're never going to suffer. You're never going to experience loss. It's just never going to feel hurt. No offenses. It's going to be so beautiful worshiping Jesus. How you wouldn't mind that? And some Christians somehow think that's what's supposed to happen. And if anybody ever preached that to you from the pulpit, they lied. 
Have you noticed there is a devil out there? Have you ever experienced some attacks? Like I've said before, if you don't come up face to face with the devil, check your direction because maybe you're going the same way he is going. Because if you're going against him, you're going to come up against him. So how come God will let that happen? Because if everything, we could solve it all, sort all our problems out, well, who gets the glory? I had this problem, and I thought of this, and I did it. Look how clever I am. And God says, no one else shares in my glory. I am God. And when I move, you will know it was me. Have you been in a place where you like, God, any time now would be great? Have you like that, that, that you know, that, you know, the, 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 the beep beep runner, you know, that, the road runner? Have you watched those cartoons? They go, beep beep, and then next moment, boom, they're over a cliff. And then there's that pause moment. Uh-oh. How many of you ever felt like that in your, God, now would be the right time. And then just as you're about to fall, he, they catches you. You know, there's no way for you to have come out of that situation. That was all God. He delivered me. He set me free. And who gets the glory? Great stories are told when you know that was your God. All these accounts we see in the Word of God was when people thought there's no other way. The impossible. And yet with God, they saw the solution. How many you want a victory? Now let's see what you signed up for. Every victory needs a battle. Anybody want to re-vote? You see, we want the victory. We want the stories. Why? Because it demonstrates God. I'm not afraid of a battle because I know you cannot kill me. You cannot take me out. You cannot rob from me. How do you take from a giver? Because you can do what you want to this body, but you'll never kill me. Why? Because I'm eternity minded. I know I have my place settled. I would want to finish my assignment on the earth, but for one reason only. When I stand before him, I want the reward. Well done, good and faithful servant. Other than that, I'm ready to go home. But I need to fulfill my assignment. That's my assignment with my wife, my assignment with my children, my assignment with my grandchildren, my assignment with my great-grandchildren. I will be here for that. But I'm also not tied to this place. There's no fear here. Why? Because he will always have the glory in every situation. How many you say amen to that? Look at verse, chapter 43, Isaiah 43, verse 25. I, even I, God speaking, 
and he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake. And I will not remember your sins. Put me in remembrance. Let us contend together. State your case that you may be acquitted. Now listen to that. He says, I remember your sins no more. How do we profane the, names Lord, the name of the Lord? How many times have you heard this? I'm just an old sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. We were sinners. Sinners sin. That's why they're sinners. They have sin in them. We were born into sin. That's where you didn't not you wouldn't become a sinner because you did things wrong. We were born without God, sinners. But the day came when you gave your life to Jesus. What happened? The sinner passed away. Behold, all things became new. You're a new species created in the image of God, the offspring of God. Get a hold of that. Listen, if I said, look, here's my son, my daughter over here. What do you expect to see? They're my offspring. When I say, look, yeah, my son, yeah, my daughters. When you look there, what do you, wait, what do you hope to see? A cat, a dog, a human. Isn't that right? Why? Because human makes humans. Isn't that right? What do dogs have? Some people are wondering. They have dogs. Write it down. That's amazing what you learn in church. Cats have? You, you guys learn quickly. So you're getting the idea. So when God gives birth to children. Come on, you got to get a hold of this. Now, there is only one supreme, almighty, sovereign God. You will never have his place. We're not saying we God, but you are his offspring. You are the same DNA. You are the species. Of God. And there's no sinner in God. You're born of His Spirit. So when you're born again, God in His mind, I determine to do what He does by faith. He has a way in the supernatural realm to wipe out the memory that you ever sinned. It's interesting, the wording. It doesn't say, I forget. He says, I don't remember. You getting this? See, we, I, just, I can forgive but not forget. No, God didn't. It's not like it, his brain's like, hey, he can't recall anything. No. He's making a choice. He'll never bring it up again. He'll never talk to you about it again. He'll never use it, I told you, and remember when. He will never. In fact, he even has literally got to the point where even though it may be in his archives, it never comes to the front. He will not remember it. So... When you got saved, what were you? 
a sinner. You give your life to Jesus. What happens? He wipes that sin out and doesn't remember it at all. Everything up to that point, everything about your life was as a sinner. He's wiped that all out of his memory. So what's left in his remembering? Nothing. Nothing. He's looking at someone who's righteous, but he has no memory of your past. So if he has to try and remember you, what's he going to remember? Nothing. Because he doesn't remember you as a sinner. So now, what do you want him to remember you for? He says, you decide. You put me in remembrance. What is it when I think of you? What must I remember about you? And he's given you his pen. And he's saying, you go ahead and write into my memory what I, when I wake up, when you wake up, God never sleeps nor slumbers, but when you wake up and God says, I remember you, what do you want him to remember? Well, I want him to remember I'm the healed. I want him to remember I'm providable. Remember me? I'm the billionaire. Remember me? I'm, I'm the healed one. Remember me? I'm the delivered one. Remember, I'm, I'm the blessed one. Remember me? I'm the one wherever I go, you, you open doors for me. Remember that? Remember, I am the blessed one. I have favor wherever I go. Remember that, God. You put me in remembrance. Now we watch what we say. Do you want him to remember you as sick? Then why say I'm sick? Because the moment you said it, he goes, oh, must I remember that? How many want to be known as a rich person? Then talk to him as one. Put me in remembrance. Look what happened here in Acts chapter 4. They were preaching the gospel and they went out and healed somebody and, and all the religious people got upset with it. You healed someone. It's like we have, you know, yeah, people start laughing and, and, and re responding to the Spirit of God and you've got people like, what's happening? Why is that happening in church? Why are you doing this? And they, they, we, we healed. It wasn't by our power. It was by the name of Jesus. Uh, that's why the man's walking. Well, just don't preach him anymore. If you do, we'll beat you. Heavenly God, we will never be silenced. I said we will never be silent. They said, do we, do we obey God or do we obey man? We obey God. And so they said, if we, if we catch you again, we're going to beat you. And then they let them go. And verse 23, being let go, they went to their own companions. And they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said to them. 
And so when they heard it, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you are God. Now he knows he's God. But they're putting him in remembrance. Didn't you say all the way through your covenant? We looked at it this, this morning. Almost every book has the same statement. I am your God. You are my people. I chose you. So what are they saying? You're our God. We're calling on that covenant. You made heaven and earth and the sea and all that's in them. Who by the mouth of your servant David said, Why do the nations roar and the people plot vain things? The kings of the earth took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your purpose determined before to be done. Now, Lord... Look down on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. How? By stretching out your hand to heal. That signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. They said, God, you are God. And we're calling you to remembrance. And we're going to do our part, but we need boldness to speak the word. We don't do the miracles. We don't do the signs and wonders. We're going to do our part. But even to do our part, you will give us boldness to do our part. And we will do it. When that boldness is there, we will speak. And when we do, you are God, show this world. Signs, wonders, miracles. Verse 31, when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke the word of God with boldness. See, family, God said in Jeremiah 1 verse 12, you've seen well, I am ready to perform my word. We think we are trying to get God to move. He says, I'm ready. I'm ready. The word used here is the Hebrew word shakat. Shakat. Shakat has built into it primed and ready for quick movement. The way I saw it when it was described to me, it's like a starter ready to run 100 meters. Have you noticed before they run, they, they shake it off and they, they're warming up and they, they, they do the stretches and, you know, they, they, they kind of get ready for it. And then the, the, the starter says, on your marks. What do they do? They get down and they, they get the dust out the way, put their one hand down, put the feet down, not quite, get it. They're, they're finding the right position. How many of you ever watched the race? They get up and they dust off their hands. They get down and they, they, they're still shaking. They, they, they're not yet ready. The next instruction. 
the treaty. What happens? Every muscle tenses. They get the body primed. They get into the right position. They know the angle they need to leave. They're waiting for one moment. They are primed. They are ready. They are tense. Every muscle is under tension and they're waiting. They got to hit that hundred meters and they got to be the first out the block. Every other man here wants the goal. I'm getting it today. I have to be the first man off this block and they're waiting for one moment. And when that happens, every muscle fires and boom, they're out of there. That is shakat. Ready for action. God's not sitting back. I wonder when they're going to. No, he says, I'm primed. I am ready for my own sake. What's he waiting for? That moment. You call the word. I've told you what I want to do. I am your God and I'm ready to perform. I wonder why God hasn't moved. Have you pulled the trigger? That is your trigger of faith. Look from the Amplified. The Lord said to me, you have seen well. I am alert and active watching my word to perform it. Look at the new international version. The Lord said to me, you have seen correctly. I am watching to see that my word is fulfilled. See family, when God makes a decision to do something, you cannot turn him back from it. Remember Balak, the king of Moab? He got a hold of Balaam, called him to come and curse Israel. Israel was mounting up and they were worried and he can get this man of God to come and curse Israel. And so you know the story. Balak gets on his donkey and heads towards him and that donkey, uh-uh, yeah, I'm not going. I, know. I mean, there's an angel shows up right in front. Balak, Balaam can't see the donkey, uh, see the angel, but the, the, the donkey sees it. And that donkey's trying to move and Balaam's hitting the donkey like move. He can't see anything. And, and it's like now this donkey's like, you know, what more must I do? And so God looses his tongue and the donkey goes, what are you beating me? I've, been, I've helped you all my life. Now you're beating me. And Balaam answers him like it's not even an issue. Like, I mean, if your donkey spoke to you, it's like, <laughs> No, the donkey speaks. And Balaam's not like, what? The donkey? No, he, he like has a conversation with him. Like, why, why aren't you moving forward? Well, I, I mean, you, don't you think there's a reason? I mean, Deborah, I'm not always taking you where I want. Today, there must be a reason I'm not going through. Can't you see it? It's in front of me. And Balaam's like, what's in front of you? An angel, open your eyes. They're having this conversation. And the next moment, Balaam looks, and there, Brachy says, he sees it. Oh, okay. But he's determined. I mean, Balak's called for him. He gets to Balak, and Balak says, I want you to curse Israel. He says, okay. He gets up. And he sees, looks over Israel, 
and he declares a blessing. And Balaam, excuse me, I hired you. He says, I cannot say anything. The Lord has not said. Well, maybe it's in the wrong place. Takes him somewhere else. Says, now, curse. Says, okay. He gets up and blessing comes out. <laughs> Three times. Man, eventually, excuse me. Three times. I ask you to curse. And you bless. And listen to what he says. From the NIV, Numbers chapter 23, verse 19. God is not human that he should lie. Not a human being that he should change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? I received a command to bless. He has blessed. I cannot change it. Oh, come on. Give him praise if you're getting a hold of that. Family, I don't care what the devil tries to bring against you. I don't care what witch doctor, what sangoma, what fortune teller, what. It doesn't matter what any chokhas, anything. It doesn't matter who, what, where, how, whatever, muti sauce or stuff or, or powder or, or dangles and whatever anyone tries to do. If God's blessed you, nothing can stop that blessing. Oh, come on, give him praise. Isaiah 55 verse 11, so shall my word be God speaking. My word shall go forth from my mouth and it will not return to me void. My word will accomplish what I please. My word will prosper in the thing for which I sent it. I sent my word to heal you. It'll do that. I sent my word to deliver you. It'll do that. Pull the trigger. God is watching over his word for his name's sake. You're not trying to prove God is real. He's doing it all because he chose to do it. Do you have a promise from God? Then call it. Stand to your feet and give your Jesus praise. Come on, give him glory. You blessed. You are blessed. Don't let anyone put any fear on you ever. Amen. Ah, Jesus. I've had people come and they said, Pastor, and I came home and this was left on my, on my balcony, this this. This thing over there, and I, and I don't know what I'm scared now. You know what I do? <laughs> it's just a pile of stuff. 
goes in the bin with all the other trash. Yeah, but what about the devil? What about the curse? You can't. You brought a box of darkness into the room with light. Try this if you want to. It's light in here, right? Go outside with a box, capture some darkness, and bring it in. Open the box, let the darkness out, and go fetch some more. Bring in as much darkness as you want to and see how much darkness you have to bring to put out the light. (laughs) It's never going to happen. Why? Because there's no power in darkness. The power is in the light. The power is in the blessing and those that know it. Hallelujah. Speak as the healed. Walk as the highly favored. Act as the rich. Declare as the blessed. And watch your God. For you are his people. Give him praise tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, you are my God. I am your people. You've blessed me. And what you've blessed, no man can curse. And I declare it. And I put you in remembrance. I am the saved. I am the delivered. Now look upon me. Grant me boldness. That I speak your word. With all boldness. And I'll declare, I am healed. I am healthy. I am well. I am whole. Every cell in my body responds to the living word of God. Every sickness has left my body. Every form of cancer has been dealt a death blow. Cursed at the root. Left my body. Every fiber of my being has the life of God flowing through it. Every organ in my body functions as you designed it, perfect in every way. You've provided my every need. I am the blessed. I am the strong. I am the rich. I am the wealthy. My every need supplied, fully provided. I'm financially free. No lack, no famine, No poverty. I see the fullness of God. I have all sufficiency in all things. And abundance for every good work. My God supplies all my need. According to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I have the mind of Christ. For Christ has become for me wisdom. I know all things. For the one who knows all things dwells within me. He reminds me of what I'm taught. He guides me into truth, teaches me all things, shows me my future. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Now what's God thinking about you now? What's he remembering about you? 
Because everything you just said wiped out all the curse. Now don't change your speech. Keep rejoicing in that. Amen.